your host, Alexis Barber. I am so excited for today's episode. I have recently started my MBA at the Wharton School, and I've been sharing little snippets with you guys on TikTok and Instagram, and it really seems like you're interested in these topics that I'm pulling out of the classroom, pulling from my experience adjusting here, and giving them to you in some shorter episodes. So I thought I'd do that again today because it applies to a Too Smart for This topic that we love to talk about, which is time management and figuring out how to get everything that we want to do into our lives. So if you're new here, Too Smart for This is a show for the ambitious girls, for the material girls. And my goal of the show is to make sure that while you are on your journey to quote making it, that you're also making time for yourself because I've been caught up in that place before where I was constantly chasing accolades from other people and I wasn't really thinking about what I wanted and how I could apply that. So my goal is to, for both of us, me through helping you figure it out and you through listening that we can both figure out a way to make sure that our definition of making it includes self-care and includes things that we genuinely want as opposed to things that we think that we should want because we are women in the workplace. So with that being said, at Wharton, we have to take a five-day intensive teamwork and leadership class before we get started. And if you want to hear more about this, I've been sharing it on my TikTok as well as in the last week's Sunday solo episode. But something that was really interesting and that I had already been thinking about because it's time for school to start. Next Monday, we will start our actual semester where we will have the typical like semester long courses. This is just like a five day intensive course to get us started. So when I got my schedule, I was starting to think about the routine that I want to implement and make sure that I'm getting everything done. So creating space for myself to work out, creating space for myself to create content, um, et cetera, et cetera. And I was introduced to this concept where there are five personality traits basically that any of us can be on from a scale of least to most of each of these traits. And each of these traits um, basically define leadership in some way, shape, or form. So a lot of us think that typical leaders would have, would be extroverted. So these all translate into the acronym Ocean, Oceana, or Oceany, or whatever. There's no N, Oshi, so it's O-C-E-A-E-E. So I want to share these with you. So the first is extroversion, which is, you know, the difference between being an introvert and an extrovert. The next is um, conscientiousness, which we'll talk about in a second. Openness, which is, you know, openness to try new things. The opposite of this would be being really closed-minded. The next is agreeableness. So, So being on one side, you are more likely to agree with everyone and one, you sort of have a difficult personality. Emotional relativity, which is where you can figure where how sensitive you are, basically. And essentially, each of these on some scale are completely fine if you are more of an introvert or more agreeable or less agreeable. But what my professor shared with us was that the number one thing that you can change and should change is your conscientiousness. And so conscientiousness is really your attention to detail, your discipline, and your consistency. And he explained to us that um, if you're a super spontaneous and impulsive person, that's fine. However, you can't be that if you want to be successful in the workplace. And this has always been something I've struggled with because I love my impulsive personality and I love that I can be spontaneous in situations and I think it makes me a fun person. I think it makes me a good friend and I think it leads to really fun life experiences. 
But what I struggle with is applying in business, how important it is to be consistent and how important it is to be very focused and detail oriented. And a lot of times you can think you can get away with being smart and impulsive and extroverted and stuff like that. If you are not disciplined and if you're not paying attention to detail, you're really letting people down in some way, shape or form. And that's really not great for our reputations and it's not great for doing good work. What he recommended to us is that if you struggle with conscientiousness, this is the one thing that you should really focus on getting help with. So this means that if you love to just fire off emails, instead of doing that, make sure that you have a Grammarly or something that can proofread them for you before you send them out so that you're not looking like you don't care about the person because you're just being impulsive with your email sending and sending out typos and stuff like that. So it's super important for us to make sure that in any ways that we can, we are employing measures to offset any sort of not laziness, but spontaneity and impulsivity that could lead to us not being consistent and disciplined and focused. And this is something that I wanted to combine with the way that I plan and manage my time. This week, I recognized after taking a look at my class schedule, taking a look at all of the different opportunities for travel and club events and stuff like that, that I was going to have to be very, very focused with my schedule. As much as I love having free time and being spontaneous and impulsive, I realize that I need to have that in different jolts or I need to have that on specific days. And I cannot just structure my time um, and let my emotions sort of guide when I decide to show up for something or when I decide to not show up for something. It has to be more focused on what do I value and how do I want to show up for these things that I value. So what our professor mentioned In an area where you struggle with conscientiousness, you should think a little bit more on how specifically you want to impact the world and what really matters to you. And he also mentioned this for something like extroversion versus introversion. If you're an introvert, uh, but you like, you know, in his case, it was academia. He knows that being a teacher and teaching the next generation of young minds is really important. So even though he doesn't necessarily love to lecture for six hours a day and it drains him socially, he knows that it's really important and that it's one of his values. So he's going to continue to do it so that he can make that impact that he wants to make. When it comes to conscientiousness or even any of those five personality traits I mentioned before, I think it can be really helpful for us to think about what our values are so that we're able to show up. So for example... If you are a writer and you love writing, but you struggle to create discipline for yourself and you only end up writing when you feel like it or when an idea spontaneously comes to you, then you don't have as much practice with discipline. And say you've developed, you've written a novel or something and you've developed a fan base of people who want to hear the next thing from you and are really in love with your writing because you do have a natural gift for writing. But at the end of the day, you don't write very much. So the next time you put something out, it people have sort of moved on because you haven't shown up for them consistently and because your writing actually hasn't evolved as much as it could have if you had been practicing it consistently. As I mentioned in a previous episode of this podcast, the four types of rest episode, I talked to you guys about how consistency does not have to be every single day. And actually it was the, it never has to be, it's never going to be balanced episode, but the Four types of rest also goes into this, but in the never, it's never going to be balanced episode, I told you guys to really reframe your concept of what consistency means so that you can better accomplish things and feel more confident about 
showing up to them as opposed to putting really high standards on your work and then being discouraged anytime you don't meet those high standards. So if it's building a new habit like I don't know, flossing. I know a lot of people struggle with flossing. And if you can just say, I'm going to floss three times this week and you feel good because you accomplished that, eventually you can be like, oh, well, I can floss five times this week and work your way up to seven nights a week, which you should all be doing with a water flosser and regular floss, by the way. You'll become addicted to water flossing though, so I highly recommend it if you are someone who actually genuinely struggles with flossing. That's how you can rebuild things is if you reframe that consistency. So if you're more of a spontaneous person, but you have something that you wanna work on um, and you wanna build your conscientiousness, then a good way to do that is by coming up with the value that you have. So for me, this is through posting on TikTok. I've struggled with posting on TikTok consistently because it's just so volatile. I feel uncomfortable. I sometimes don't know what kind of content to make. And I've been great with posting on the podcast. I've been great with posting on Instagram. But TikTok was just a nut I felt like I really could not crack. For me in this situation, I needed to redefine what my values are. And my values are showing up for my audience and creating quality content and supporting the women in the same way I said before to make sure that your definition of making it includes making time for yourself and that you also feel empowered to go after whatever dreams that you have. And I can't do that if I only show up every so often. I can't do that if I only post once a week because the algorithm is no longer going to favor me and I won't be able to be on the For You page of the people who I really care about and get that information to them that I know is valuable for them and is a good reminder that it's okay to grow in your, on your own terms. If my value is really supporting my audience and my value is really showing up for them, then I will create a way to be disciplined and conscientious so that I can continue to do that. With that all being said, the way that I like to do this is through framing my schedule in a way that I know is going to work for me. And I've talked about this before, about how it's tough to be balanced, like you can't always plan everything perfectly, but you can have a good framework and skeleton for how you know that you work. And I started implementing what I'd like to rebrand instead of, I used to call it Monday Hour One, but I think my Monday Hour One, like that definition of Monday Hour One doesn't include everything that I actually like to do to prepare myself for a solid week. So the way I like to prepare myself for a solid week is one, clean my apartment. I cannot be in a dirty space when I'm going to be thinking creatively and specifically about what I need. So one is cleaning the apartment. I've actually started doing this more at night or on days where I don't have a lot to do. Like a lot of people like to do a Sunday reset where they spend the day cleaning, but I actually like to do like a Friday night reset or sometime when I just know I can do it. So having a clean space is number one. Number two is sitting down and taking a look at your calendar, your emails, etc., for the next week and putting everything that you have to do in your calendar or on your to-do list. So I do this uh, by using the Google Tasks feature, which by the way, if you want, you, you can make an email into a task so that you don't forget to respond to it, which I recently learned and I've been doing recently. So I put everything that I need to do into a task list. So this goes from doing my homework to going grocery shopping, cleaning my apartment, texting my and calling my mom and oh my god I forgot to call my mom today because I was in class longer than I thought I was gonna be 
Oh my God, my bad. See, it doesn't always work for me either. But everything that you need to do for that week into your tasks and then scheduling the time that you're going to do that throughout the week. And what I like to do is I start with my non-negotiables in my calendar. So I write in when I'm going to wake up, when I'm going to work out, etc. And then I schedule in these tasks. But that is sort of like the bare minimum. And then there's two other things that I like to do. And the first is reduce my decision fatigue. So I like to reduce decision fatigue because it's something that actually really does take away from my productivity and happiness and makes it a lot harder for me to be my best self. So this is a way of increasing my conscientiousness because I am more likely to do what I need to do and show up for the people that matter to me and show up for the causes that matter to me when I'm well taken care of. So by making sure that I don't have to make unnecessary decisions, I feel less overwhelmed when I have to face whatever life is throwing at me that day or face whatever my community needs for me that day. So I do this by planning out my outfits either the night or the week before. Usually it's the night before, but for example, uh, my friends are visiting this weekend and then my I'm going to probably do something for Labor Day the following weekend. So I'm planning outfits for that in advance so that I don't feel overwhelmed when I get here and I can host my friend for her birthday and I can enjoy my time in the Hamptons without thinking about what I'm going to have to wear. And then I also like to plan my food and my workouts out. And sometimes it's not necessarily planning my food. It's just knowing that I have a healthy lunch in the freezer in case I need something super quick, making sure that I have a protein bar in my bag so that I'm never hungry or something like that, as well as ensuring that my workouts are planned. The reason I like to plan out my workouts is because one, it makes me excited to do the workouts throughout the week because I know what progress I'm going to be getting. And two, because I've always felt like that paralysis the morning or the afternoon before you're about to go to the workout and you don't really know what you're going to do. And that's usually an excuse I would use to not go. Planning them out is a great way to get yourself in the mood and get yourself pumped up and ready to go. So I do those things to reduce my decision fatigue and I do them as part of this little power hour where I am planning out my week and that's sort of like the big picture things like what meetings do I have, who do I need to connect with, and when am I going to go grocery shopping, when am I going to get my nails done. Then it's what are the tasks I need to do? So what content do I need to create this day? What person do I need to reach out to this day? What emails do I need to do this day? And then it moves on and goes even further into how can I reduce my decision fatigue this week? And after I've done all of this, this conscientious planning to make sure that I'm in the right place, I like to set reminders for big things that I usually could forget. So I know I lean towards more of the like go with the spontaneous or impulsive. And sometimes that means that I can drop the ball on specific things that are good for me to do, but I forget to do like following up with people, making sure that my texts are read. So what I do for that is I set a reminder on my smart speaker um, or I set it in my calendar to do these things. I have that continuously go off because sometimes on the first reminder, you guys know, you don't always do it. So that's really annoying. So Those are some things that I do to make sure that I'm going to do things like connect with my network and reach out to people that matter to me. Once all of this is done, I, after my apartment is clean, my week is planned, um, I also love to schedule send emails so that I don't forget to respond to people. I like to have a self-care night and that would just mean like 
That's when you take your everything shower. That's when you wash your hair and then you watch your favorite episode of television. Chill out because you should be relaxed when you're approaching your life. Planning your life should not make you overwhelmed. For me, whenever I feel really overwhelmed, it means that I need to take time to do a power hour and to do an apartment reset because that's the only way I'm going to feel more in control of my life and of my day. And a lot of times, especially this past few days slash weeks as I've been adjusting to Wharton, I've noticed that the only thing that does actually make me feel better generally is action. And if you have a bias for action, you're most li- you're more likely to be successful. And that's something I'm learning is there is a soft life and all of us want to live that. All of us want to have that. But at the same time, if you don't get up and actually do what you're supposed to do, you are failing those around you because that's not fair that you're not showing up for them. If you don't get up and do what you're meant to do, then you're not contributing what you're meant to contribute on this planet. And that's not fair to us who want to get it from you. And it's not fair to yourself because you're not realizing your own potential Because of course all of us want to relax and have a soft life, but there is something deep inside of you, whatever it is, that wants to create and connect with this earth in some way, shape, or form. And you do often have to do that consistently if you want to have a real impact or if you want to support those who want want and need your support. So as much as it is annoying and as much as we all wish that we didn't have to work, I agree, I wish I didn't have to necessarily work for money, but... I want to translate my work in whatever way it is into being something that impacts people who I care about. And you can do that in whatever you work in. Even if you work in the Wendy's drive-thru, you are making someone's day. As long as you can find your purpose in whatever that work is, then you can better show up for yourself. So that goes back to creating values and making sure that you're living up to those values. So for me, that's living up to showing up and creating great content for you all. But for someone else, it could look like showing up and making sure that they're building their skills so that down the line they can impact people, even if that means they are in a corporate job that requires them to do financial modeling all day and they don't love that. They know, hey, I'm committed to something down the line and this experience, whatever it is, good or bad, is helping me get that. So going back to your values when you don't feel incredible is a great way to get yourself hyped up to build this discipline into your life. These things are all connected. I really wish people (laughs) were wrong, the ones who were like, yeah, you need to be disciplined and you need to have self-discipline and you need to have a calendar and stuff like that. I wish they were wrong because let me tell you something, girl, I hate being like, I hate having a meeting. If I have one meeting in one day, it ruins my whole day. Like I hate having to show up for things, but I love being able to make a tangible impact on people's lives. And I love being able to provide value to people and create content that really helps and resonates with people. So I have to be conscientious. I have to be disciplined or I can't make as big of an impact as I once did. So I hope that this really helps you guys put into perspective and understand why it's important, why we are the way we are, and that it's possible to change and it's possible to evolve. And we can only do that when we're committed to a larger vision for more and more people. I hope that I get to share more with you all about what I'm doing, how I'm connecting with people, what Wharton has been like. I hope I can share all of that with you guys moving forward. And if you want to hear more about it, please let me know. I love getting DMs from you with your thoughts on the episodes. They literally make my day. So please send those over. And at the same time, as you already know, I'm sitting here in my two classic robe, actually, 
The Two Classic Robe from Two Collective is available at twocollective.com. It is a terry cloth interior and a soft velour terry exterior. It's an incredible robe. We call it the Rolls Royce of Robes. We were recently featured on Good Morning America for our incredible product. And I think you all will really, really love it. So if you are an avid Too Smart for This listener and you want to make some more time for yourself or enjoy the time that you're creating for yourself, make sure to do it in a Two Collective robe. You can get 15% off Two Collective when you use the code podcast15 at twocollective.com. So make sure you check that out. I love you guys so, so, so much. Like the most podcasting girls. You already know you're my faves. I will see you all in the next episode. And don't forget, you are too smart to not love yourself. Love you.